Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers Podcast. We are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. Nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy. Now, right now, listen. If the sound is a little low for you then just turn off that dial like i said the microphone's haunted okay we're having issues um turn it off and it should be fine um welcome back i wanted to you know i wanted to i wanted to try and squeeze in one more kind of halloween mind popper one kind of more spooky tale before we kind of get into the christmas season or whatever um if you're new to the mind poppers podcast Every week we're talking about a different variety of things called, different topics called mind poppers, which is just small, like, little interesting stories or little kind of rabbit holes that we go down every week and that end up blowing minds, you know? It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, and I try and upload, you know, every now and again a free episode to uh, Spotify, etc. But we do four episodes every week. Or sorry, four episodes every month on over on the Patreon. So if you want to support the podcast and you want more episodes, you can go on to Patreon, get a new episode every week. And we also have a big back catalog of loads of stuff. It's very funny, I have to say. I have to say it, it is. Um, so this week, I wanted, to, I wanted to do a short episode on allegedly what is meant to be the most haunted location in Ireland. Okay, and I didn't get time to fit it in you know, with all the kind of Halloween episodes that we were doing the last month. So I really wanted to fit it in before we got too late, okay? Um, and, and what better story, I guess, to get into other than, like I said, the the alleged most haunted location in Ireland, the most haunted house in Ireland. Um, I mean, allegedly. I've been to some supposedly haunted locations before even worked in some um like and I, i've even gone like you know a lot of the time it's like these kind of like after dark tours you go on paranormal paranormal tours or whatever i've been to i've been out with paranormal investigators i've been out with the groups went to some haunted woods in cork before it's a bit of a tangent went to some haunted woods with this like paranormal investigative team or whatever um and again, like I have to say, a lot of these places I've been to and they've been, I, I want to say they've been kind of duds, you know? Like I've never left any of these, you know, supposedly like haunted locations with, you know, a sense of, well, God, that, that, that you know, that's real or that story is real, that legend is real. Like the last time I was taken into fucking woods by a group of strangers, you know, who are paranormal investigators, allegedly. Um... And, like, we were just in the woods and, like, 
we like we were we were walking across the beach. You walk across a bridge, right? And this is some woods in middle. Or I was it Middleton? I'm not sure. Some woods in, in Cork, anyway. In the middle of the night, and we had some pitch black, obviously. And we just like go. We're walking into a forest, and like to get deeper into the forest, you have to cross a bridge. We're walking across a bridge, and like as we're like halfway across across the bridge, one of these like paranormal investigators turns around to me and was like, "Whatever you do, don't turn around." Until you make it to the other side of the bridge. And I was like. Okay. He was like. Because if you turn around and you see it. Then that's bad. Uh, And I'm like. What's it? You know. And he was like. Just don't ask any questions. He was like. Just don't turn around. And we get to the side of the bridge. And he was like. Were you scared? And I was like. Yeah. I was fucking scared. That one of you bozos is going to like fucking either jump me or pickpocket me. You know. Like. So again. I've been like out with these like paranormal investigators who I guess kind of tend to muddy the waters with you know these kind of campfire stories before any you'd say investigating has begun you know we were sitting in in the woods in the middle of the night in the ruins of an old monastery and you know they were like being quiet and they were like everyone was being silent we were like sat in a circle and they were like calling things forward like if someone wants to approach us and make their presence known and of course you know the dead of night you'd hear like a twig snap in the middle of the woods and they're like did you hear that they're like i heard that i heard that did you guys hear that and they're like to me like did you hear that and i'm like yeah we're in the middle of a fucking woods in the middle of the night it's blowing a gale of course we're hearing shit you know as in it was probably like tony the fat cunt behind us you know taking a piss you know stepping on a twig and everyone's like we've been contacted from the other side so there has been instances where you know i've been in these situations where i'm like okay i'm like sometimes it's like people wanting of course to find something and rationalizing anything as a sign of the paranormal so i have yet to be wowed you know paranormally but one instance or one i guess one location that i have always wanted to go and explore and see for myself is Loftus Hall, okay? Because of all of these, you know, paranormal or alleged haunted places around Ireland, none of them are more prolific. None of them have the reputation that Loftus Hall has, okay? Now, the remains of Loftus Hall, as far as I'm aware, it's, you know, still a, still a pretty good standing building. It looks a lot better than most fucking houses, you know? Um, and you can you can find it, you can see it in the, on the seaward side um, of the approach to Slade Village, okay, on the Hook Peninsula. So it's in, in County Wexford for any people outside of Ireland. Um, but basically, Redmond Hall stood on the site from 1350. And then in 1666, the Loftus family acquired the mansion and gave it its present name. 1666. 666 the devil's number according to some okay i <laughs> i feel like you know that american lady you know that video where she's like the kind of monster and she's like you flip it on its side you see 666 the devil's number um anyway okay so we go to the 18th century okay and we have charles tottenham charles tottenham and his family were the residents of the manor at the time, so as far as I'm aware, Charles Tottenham had, you know, somewhere along the lines, had married into the, into the Loftus family. So they were living there, okay? But why 
out of all the time in history, this is the, the, the time that we zone in on in Loftus Hall. Well, it's because this is the time where we have the earliest recorded events that, that, that had taken place that would basically go on to give Loftus Hall its, its spot in paranormal legacy, I guess you'd say. And you know what? And I said this before when we've talked about other hauntings on the podcast, but it's always nicer to hear, at least for me, it's always nicer to hear about some rich family getting haunted rather than us poor working folk, you know? Because, like, you know that they had their servants, their cooks, their maids about the mansion, you know? Like, they probably didn't even hold, excuse me, their own penises when they took a slosh, you know? Probably very much like, bottle your cock, sir, kind of a thing. So let's be real. So a haunt, a haunting for me is, is what you get for being an asshole, one. You know, it's always happening in these big estates and these big manors, you know? Very rarely. You know, we did hear that about that Irish council house that was being haunted, allegedly. Now, I think it turned out that the family just wanted a new house, again, but whatever. So... Um, there are a couple of variations, right, of, of the story of, of Loftus Hall. Now, they're all, you know, kind of in the similar vein, but of course, that is to be expected as, you know, with a lot of these kind of haunted stories, a lot of these paranormal stories, they're often, you know, passed down orally. So, you know how it is. So, one of the variations that, that I kind of, I buy into, I think it's nice, it seems that the sexiest version of events right was that one night okay over a stormy wexford okay lightning the you know fucking lighting up the sky rain bellowing down upon all beneath okay middle of a powerful storm and as the legend goes a ship arrived at the Hook Peninsula. Didn't exactly arrive. Apparently it crashed up, okay, onto the rocks. As what many ships did, you know, back in the day down there. Now, as far as I know, there was a lighthouse, but still stormy weather, okay, it was very rocky. There was a lot of shipwrecks down there. Now, apparently, there was one survivor, and it was a young man who apparently was very beautiful, and he was the alleged only survivor of this shipwreck so the young man made his way up to Loftus Hall and knocked on the big door okay he asked the residents there if it would be possible for him to be able to take shelter and explain you know, the story that he was just he's the lone survivor of a shipwreck and he was looking basically for a way in out of the elements uh, and you know what, I guess it, it wasn't super uncommon for strangers to come a-knockin' at that time. You know, as there was rough waters around south the, the South Wexford coast. And it's often, like I said, resulted in ships being grounded or worse, shattered by rocks. Um, so, this handsome young man was invited in. Okay, And according to some retellings of the tale, this young man had stay, stayed at Loftus Hall for several weeks. Okay, now Charles, who was living there at the time, and his family, Charles Tottenham, Charles apparently took a very strong liking to the young man straight away. 
because the young man, you know, he presented himself as as a great conversationalist. He was great company. And you know rich people back then, you know, there was no internet, you know, no one was jacking it off. Um, so they had nothing to distract themselves. So, you know, they enjoyed nothing more than, you know, of course, swinging their big dicks around at some lowly people who had nowhere else to turn. So the young man was welcomed in. Now, it's said, right, that during this time, Charles's younger daughter, Anne, a young woman, apparently she fell in love with the stranger. Apparently they had a very immediate connection. And the, the young man's eyes, who oftentimes were described as quite black and lifeless, seemed to light up when he would make eye contact with young Anne, okay? Apparently, they would spend hours socialising uh, in the tapestry room. And a, a romantic relationship seemed to have been developing. Now, the father, Charles Tottenham, was not happy about this. He did not want any relationship between his, his young daughter and this, this wayward sailor, if you will. Okay. So, according to some of the local legends, one evening, um, Charles and the, this handsome stranger and some local acquaintances of Charles were all in the tapestry room and they were playing a, a game of cards. So they were playing cards, you know, throughout the night. And it was unusual because the stranger would consistently play like a very bad hand, but at the last minute, just be able to whip out a card that would that would win in the game. So he won and he won. And the the, the locals who were playing as well, you know, they, they, they were kind of tired of losing. You know, they were like wondering, is there possibly some cheating going on or whatever? So the locals kind of dwindled off until eventually all that remained was Charles, his daughter Anne, and this handsome stranger. They were the only three left playing cards in, in the tapestry room. Okay, so apparently while playing cards, um, Anne and the handsome young man were, were flirting and apparently he made some sort of comment anyway that got Anne quite flustered, you know. She was randy, she was randy. Of course everyone was randy back then, okay. They did not have access to the media, there was no porno back then, you know, there was no ex-hamster, you know, there's the porn vids, you know, there was no young twink getting smashed at EU. There was nothing like that. So... And again, you know, especially back then, you know, Christianity, big grip over the place. So everyone had blue balls, you know, very few were having sex out of marriage, especially not the, the young women. So uh, everyone was randy, baby. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So she, apparently the stranger had made some sort of comment and that had got Anne a bit flustered, you know, cream or breachers perhaps. And she ended up dropping some of the carrots from her hand onto the ground. So as the story goes, Anne leaned down under the table, glug, glug, I don't know, you know, I'm not wanting for anything. But so she dropped some carrots under the table. So she bent over to, to collect the carrots that she dropped, right, under the table. And she noticed, okay, that the handsome stranger had cloven hoofs. Cloven hoofs instead of, you know, boots, feet, what have you. Um, and apparently she screamed loudly. She screamed loudly so half the county could hear her. Um, causing the stranger basically to expose himself as as the devil. Now, was it the devil in question? Was it the devil that had spent weeks staying with this family? Who'd become getting close to this family? Who'd been engaging in late night conversations with, with Charles? And at the same time forming some sort of romantic bond with his daughter Anne was it the devil possibly you know but maybe it was somebody else okay because and you might be familiar with this but but you might but um the cloven hooves aspect of it the cloven hooves right it might indicate that it wasn't actually the devil staying with the Tottenham family but instead it may have been the demon Belzebub so a little background on Belzebub. But Belzebub, right, he was he was once worshipped by the Philistines, okay? And obviously stories throughout the ages get kind of kind of mixed up or whatever. He was once worshipped as a god, and then obviously you have to kind of you have to take into consideration Christianity's hand in the mix. And usually, you know, anything that wasn't in the Christian domain was often painted in a very negative light because the Christians didn't want any other gods competing with their own. You know, you'll only worship the one true God. So you do see a lot of Christian washing throughout history. And it's hard to kind of tell at what bit of the tales existed in legend pre-Christian and how the tales existed in a post-Christian world and blah, blah, blah. I mean, who cares? Um, but anyway, while Beelzebub was apparently worshipped once as a god, uh, it's said that he instead went on to become one of the seven princes of hell and a third of the unholy trinity. Okay, which sounds kind of badass. So again, the hooves would suggest that maybe it was an encounter with Beelzebub and not actually the devil himself, okay? Because Beelzebub was a demon that the church believed, especially around that time and a little earlier, believed to be behind many many possessions especially during the 16th century the name Beelzebub was feared heavily amongst the masses um 
again, Beelzebub is very notorious and it's very odd for, for a demon to kind of exist almost on the same level as the devil and to be kind of carried on within legend and lore, but also in pop culture. You see Beelzebub come up in, you know, a lot of pop culture, a lot of horror movies or whatever. Um, he was also the demon that was, that alleg- allegedly that the witches of Salem were in, um, I was going to say in collaboration with, um, that they were in, in cahoots with, you know. Um, and he was also, right, he's the demon believed to be the, the demon who had possessed, uh, what was her name again? Um, she's like the triple barrel name. Elizabeth. Annalise Michelle. Elizabeth Annalise Michelle, yes, okay. Um, who was obviously the, the inspiration behind the 2005 film The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is fantastic. One of my favourite horror, horror films based on a true story. You should definitely go check that out. Um, he was meant to be the, the demon that, that had to possess that girl. And you can go and there's actually like fantastic like audio clips and stuff of from the real life case that they play at the end of the movie of the exorcism of Emily Rose. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely go and, uh, and check it out. But yeah, so it could be a case that, that what we were dealing with here in, in Wexford was Beelzebub, a very high level demon, maybe not the devil himself. Again, who knows? It doesn't really matter. Uh, again, it's someone that you don't want in the house for sure. Um, now as well, I mean, like obviously you know, Anne was freaking out at this point, you know? But I mean, the, the dude was a prince, okay? He was one of the princes of hell, for sure, but a prince, nonetheless. So, I mean, there's that, okay? And again, he was meant to be very beautiful. Beautiful and a prince. Yeah, his fucking crew beans are a bit jacked up, for sure. You know, I don't think I could get off of the hooves myself either. But still, you know, beggars cannot be choosers. So, apparently... He let out a roar. He let out a roar and he was absolutely disgusted that he had been, that he'd been discovered. He let out a roar and some retellings of the tale that there was a a tinge of sadness to the roar, a tinge of heartbreak because, you know, he was essentially being rejected or, you know, would not be able to keep his ongoing budding romance with Anne. So it's said that he burst into flames. He burst into flames upon his discovery. Um, and he shot up through the roof of the tapestry room. And that hole in the tapestry room is still there today. It's still there today. I, I, I'll upload some pictures of, of Loftus Hall and the different things and the people over on the Patreon page. But apparently that hole still there exists today. You can see it. And according to legend despite over the the centuries since that despite repairing all repairs done to Loftus Hall would become undone as if the house itself was scarred by the devil by Beelzebub that night so plastered over fixed whatever apparently the, the hole in the ceiling would always would always reappear the house was never able to heal now Anne was fucked in the head Okay, she was fucked up. She was fucked up after that, okay? And, you know, understandably so, you know? She had just been, you know, maybe getting her jollies off with old Saint Nick, you know? So, it's understandable. Apparently, she was so fucked up. But still, according to some tellings of the tale, still enamoured, still wanted that dick. Still wanted that dick. Cloven hooves and all, okay? 
And the father, you know, Charles was fuming. He was fuming. He, you know, of course he forbade it. He was like, you will not. You will not. My daughter is not going to be fucking one of the seven princes of hell. Not under my roof. Um, And Anne was distraught. She was, again, like I said, all fucked in the head. Her, her mental state was deteriorating rapidly. And she, she was lost, Phil. She was horny, okay? She, the kind of horn you have of a Sunday morning after a very, very heavy session of a Saturday. The kind of session, you know, the kind of Studio 54 session where you don't leave the gaff until like 7am. That kind of horn later on that Sunday. That horn, you know, which, I mean, you know. So, apparently the father had locked her in the house. Anne was not allowed to leave the house because, you know, the father feared that she might encounter the stranger again and and it might run off with him, might run off with Beelzebub. So he locked her in the house and as she got more hysterical and as her mental state deteriorated more and more, apparently she was locked in her bedroom. She was confined to her bedroom. Um, which is where she died around 1775. Um, she died apparently locked up in her bedroom and had gone completely mad and Apparently, the you know, the family was embarrassed. They didn't really want to talk about it that much. Um, it was as if Anne had kind of disappeared when really her father had locked her in her bedroom to die. Now, shortly after Anne died, apparently Loftus Hall had become plagued by poltergeist activity. Okay? Um, it was as if the troubled Anne had, had never really rested in peace there is sightings of her apparitions of her that you know were still seen long after the the Tottenham family had left and apparently still to this day you'll see Anne in like her white gown drifting through the halls of Loftus Hall because you know it's where she died confined she was never able to leave so you know and and we'll come back to a little story about that later on um but anyway you know Tottenham freaked so he had several several Protestant clergymen, you know, were summoned by the family to put a stop to all the paranormal activity that was going on at Loftus Hall after the de- after the death of Anne, but no one could rid it of its evil forces. Now, even in desperation, okay, the family who were them they themselves were Protestant called upon a Catholic priest, okay, you know, funny, funny how they all come crawling back, okay. Funny how they all come crawling back to the Catholics. You know, just say that. You know, because you know no one, no one going to get rid of a demon like a Catholic will. The Protestants, the Protestants don't know what they're doing when it comes to the demons. Not at all. Not at all. So, of course, come crawling back to the Catholics, asking for help. And us, I mean, I'm Catholic, I guess, by on my birth cert. But, you know, us being a very... Uh, a generous people we helped so the the catholic uh, father came his name was thomas broaders and he actually was the one priest out of many who was successful allegedly of cleaning the houses of negative forces okay so apparently the kind of poltergeist activity had, had quietened down in in loftus hall after this exorcism performed by uh, father thomas broader now, apparently on his tombstone, I presume you can go visit it, he has inscriptioned on his uh, gravestone um, 
Here lies the body of Thomas Broders, who did good and prayed for all, and who banished the devil from Loftus Hall. Now, you know, good for them, whatever. But there is another twist in the story, because, right, during the restoration of Loftus Hall, one of the, during one of the, the many restorations, really, during one of them, right, the skeletal remains of a tiny infant were found between the walls in what is believed to have been the room Anne had been locked in. Okay? So the thing is, did Anne fall pregnant with the handsome stranger? Did Anne fall pregnant with the child of Belzebub? Okay? Locked away, her and the baby, dead. That's interesting. Okay, that's interesting. And, okay, today, Anne Tottenham's grave is located in a graveyard in Wexford, but there is something very peculiar about it, okay? Something that separates it from the surrounding graves. Anne Tottenham's grave is completely cemented over, okay? Suggesting that the people that buried her clearly wanted to ensure that no one could ever have access to her body. So it poses the question, what dark secrets did Anne take with her to the grave? Mm, get into that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, was it? Was it the child of of demon of demon of the devil of Beelzebub was it the spawn of Satan was that why Anne was locked away because she was carrying Lucifer Morningstar's child could it have been a thing where there was no devil at all could it have been a thing where it was just a clever story concocted by by the father after his his daughter got you know impregnated out of wedlock and was, you know, going to, to bear this child? Was it bringing shame upon the family? You know, who was a quite affluent family? And did they lock her away for that reason? Was there no devil in Loftus Hall at all? I mean, it's plausible. Now, there had become a time after that family had, you know, moved on or whatever. And throughout the years, it had been taken over by... Um, it's been t was it the Sisters of Providence? I'm not sure. But it, it, I think it could have been. But it was taken over anyway. And it, it had seen, you know, it had seen many lives. It had seen, um, it had become at one point a convent, okay? I think it was by the Sisters of Providence, but I'll have to double check that. But it became a convent and it was a, basically a convent, but it was a convent slash kind of school for, for wayward girls. And they were basically sent there and were being trained up in, in the nunnery to, to become nuns. And again, this is kind of at a time where the the previous poltergeist activity had started to uh, re-emerge its ugly head. Apparently, the young girls who were trained to become nuns in Loftus Hall, and now convent, were being plagued by sounds at night. Apparently, you could hear the, the screams and cries of a baby. You know, obviously the baby was found in the walls not long before. 
the calls of a baby, strange noises at night, footsteps, bangs, whispers coming from the walls, speaking and, you know, hearing the voices, but not in a, in a language known to be human, you know, um, lights, orbs would be seen going around. There's been accounts of some of the younger girls being chased throughout the, the manor at night by these lights and uh, the lights would go through the walls and through the ceilings and follow them until you know they would collapse in in terror and, and scream out some of the older sisters at the time the nuns thought that it was just the young girls you know just pulling the mickey you know and just trying to wind them up and basically trying to get out of like chores or get out of like you know, I mean, whatever nun, nun shit, you know, they've been on some nun shit, whatever nuns do, um, their prayers, I guess, until one night something happened, something apparently coinciding with the, with the, would be at the vision, the visitation of a woman dressed in white, apparently drifting down the halls of Loftus Hall, which resulted in two nuns two of the older nuns dropping dead who were in good health previous dropping health dropping dead on the exact same spot together collapsed dead and again was this a visitation by Anne still haunting the place does she scare them nuns to death who knows okay we don't I don't um and again, Loftus Hall remains one of the most haunted... That's why it remains one of the most haunted locations. So the nuns decided to get up on out, okay? The nuns packed their shit and left. They were freaked. Just before they left, they carved in a big, massive crucifix into the ground where those two nuns mysteriously dropped dead that night and left the premises for good. And you can still see that crucifix carved in to the spot and to the floor in in Loftus Hall where those two nuns dropped dead. After the nuns had booted it on up out of there uh, the the property was purchased by Michael Devereaux and his wife. Michael Devereaux he, he kind of he renovated it and he transformed the place completely you know gave it a, a new life and had turned it into a hotel. Um, unfortunately for Michael Devereaux the the spooky happenings they kept on going okay as they tend to do guests in the hotel again we're hearing voices lights being switched on and off locked doors being thrust open as out of nowhere that kind of a thing the seeing shapes and figures you know walking through the hotel at night when nobody was there and it didn't end well for Michael Devereaux either because he uh, he had a heart attack. He had a heart attack in the hotel in in Loftus Hall, after seeing the image of something so terrifying. In the mirror. That he dropped dead. And we don't really know what he saw. All we know is that he said that he had seen something so terrifying, so horrifying, in the mirror, that he dropped dead. So I mean, Loftus Hall is really racking up. The body count, you know, because you have to remember before that, you know, the building was around or I mean, at least the, the land was and some semblance of the building before, you know, it was renovated, you know, it was around during like the, the Black Plague. 
and and all of that and being attacked by by the English at one point with a lot of bloodshed on that land already a lot of bloodshed on the house on the manor and again the place keeps racking up death now obviously with Michael Devereux dropping popping his clogs in the hotel um so many people believe that the place had become or, or maybe always was a nexus you know kind of a focal point for that kind of energy that kind of negative energy evil energy or whatever and it's even been rumored that when the place you know stood idle for some years and abandoned for some years that it would be a meeting place of you know people from around the country around the county would meet there to perform you know satanic rituals or tap into that dark nexus of energy and you know obviously the the house kind of like i guess in present times was you know kept open probably not too well preserved but you know was used as a tourist attraction whatever i think was owned by the quigley family um uh, who i haven't heard any reports from them about you know continuing hauntings or anything like that but i mean you've had like i think is it was it like either ghostbusters international or ghost hunters like one of those big paranormal shows were there um they did a tv show there in loftus hall that was broadcast around the world so many pictures and like evidence of other paranormal teams gone in and i'll share loads of that on the well i say i will i'll share some of that on the on the patreon page um and i guess now only a couple of days ago it was announced in the news that loftus hall has been now bought again by a new owner who are renovating it you know they're not knocking it they want to preserve like the beauty of the old building so they're renovating it right into a new luxury resort um and it's going to be known now as ladyville house ladyville house so everyone will have the opportunity to go and stay there and see if they can you know see what happens for them see if they have an old haunting experience of their own which could be interesting because i've always wanted to go and explore the location and i mean now that if it's like a five-star resort you know absolutely okay i can do that um so yeah loftus hall i mean now it's going to be the haunting of ladyville so we'll see what else the house is in store for it will the new owners be you know more lucky than the Devereaux? hopefully but we'll all have a chance to go in now and stay there if we so please and we'll see you know what bodies get racked up this time hopefully it won't be i or you but somebody um that's it for me for this episode i just want to do a small episode you know last squeeze out the last bit of halloween all we could like i said um four brand new episodes a month over on the patreon if you want to come over there we appreciate it keep the lights on uh in the meantime stay woke planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.